everybody. Welcome to our fifth podcast uh, of the SFA, Student Finance Association at CSUN. My name is Ray. I'm the president of the club. My name is Luis. And I'm Kieran, and we're also sitting here with Rafi, who unfortunately refuses to speak at this moment. <laughs> He'll chime in every now and then. Hopefully. Uh, He's got some valuable insight uh, definitely to offer. But again, as Ray mentioned, um, this is going to be our fifth fifth podcast. And we're just going to try and provide some sort of meaningful conver- conversation. Uh, not too much of a direction, but we'll see where it goes from here. All right. And then uh, we're going to be talking about WeWork. Um, so this, this isn't any advice. We're not recommending that you go buy or sell this uh, stock if it does go public. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about WeWork, their IPO, and then uh, a little bit about their bailout. Um, and then do we have another topic that we're discussing? I think we can go into, let's say, streaming services or whether or not uh, the market is, it's a perfect time to actually go public in this market, depending on valuations, just a whole mm-hmm. array of uh, topics we can just kind of drift towards. And we'll just go from there. Mostly, uh, I guess you would say current events. Yeah. yeah. There's been a, a, a large amount of uh, IPOs this year, right? We've had, what, Pinterest, uh, Uber, Lyft. Beyond Meat. Beyond me, Peloton. Peloton. What, what was the other one, Luis? Uh, Zoom. That was Zoom mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there yeah, was a so couple. It's been a what pretty hot market for uh, for IPOs. I mean, I would only assume so, considering the valuations. I mean, depending on your view of the overall market, the valuations are extraordinarily high, as we've reached record highs, of course. And I would assume that it is an optimal time to go public to get your more bang for your buck, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as Zoom, Luis, you're telling me you liked it. You ha- did you use Skype at all? Did you use anything else before that? I mean, just like brief point, mate. Like, what is Zoom? Zoom's the... Yes, yeah, Zoom is the one that you... It's sort of like Skype, but um, like everybody else, I think I just used uh, an iPhone. And I just use that because I don't. You can use it on your iPhone, like you as can an use app. It, yeah, you can use it as an app. Um, it's basically just replacing Skype. I thought. It, and then the thing is, I don't know if you can do this with Skype. Actually, can you do like multiple parties? I haven't used Skype since like high school. It's been a while since, but I'm I remember sure, using yeah. Zoom over summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, we use Zoom for SFA meetings. We yeah. did big group meetings with what like eight, ten people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. a lot of us weren't in the same uh, state. Yeah, I liked it because uh, you were able to request a certain time and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the set up kind of like a meeting yeah. and then everybody has to log in at that time to, Absolutely. to get on it. The communication seemed like it was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's get started with uh, with WeWork. So a um, little um, bit about WeWork so and what kind of WeWork? what they do. Yeah. Uh, they lease out shared workspace to different companies and enterprises. Um, so they're essentially subleasing a part of a building to another company. Um, that that's what I understand of uh, what they're doing. You so, guys so it's the owner, right? So, so they don't own the building. Okay. But they're subleasing, so they're leasing <coughs> from the uh, the building owners, and then leasing it to other businesses. Mm-hmm. Got it. So it's kind of like a shared workspace. Um, it's a little more open, and uh, Kieran and I talked about it before. Um, they're a little more trendy. Trendy. Oh, so they have like no cubicles. It's like open space. Everybody's sharing. Yeah, I would say more of a creative environment. I guess you can more so call it a collaborative environment, open space where each team or individual can actually talk to one another rather than being 
how would you say trapped in a cubicle? I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, um, I think to sum it all up, it's more trendy, hip, and collaborative. Um, But I think it's also important to note that the real estate that they were targeting were in prime real estate locations, mostly expensive locations. Like um, urban areas? Exactly. Like high rises and stuff, or what are you talking about? Yeah, I I don't have the evidence to back it up, but you would assume that expensive areas being like downtown areas, metropolitan cities where mm-hmm. the incomes are going to be above uh, above average and um, you have these startups coming in and whatnot to go ahead and lease out from them. And so do they rent out the entire floor or the entire section of a floor? Well, that, w- that would... I would think it depends on some sort of arrangement they have with the owner. Right. Yeah, it could be two floors in one building. It could be mm-hmm. one floor in one building. It could maybe even be just a couple of rooms in one building. I'm not sure of the exact arrangements yeah. it, each situation would have. I um, think that'd be a little confusing when it starts, you know, sort of. And, and to kind of like make a point, I don't think these companies that are coming in and subleasing from WeWork, they're not big companies, I, I think they're typically startups. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have as many employees as, let's say, like a, a bank or um, a Google Google or anything like that. They're, they're smaller companies. They probably have less employees. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they would probably take up a section of, uh, of a floor, not an entire floor. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and if you think about it, if you have just the right amount, where else would you be where else would you um, where else would you go if you have a certain amount of employees that needed to meet all in one space um, I mean oh your garage is only big enough yeah you can't <laughs> go to the li- you can go to the library but how ideal is that considering it's public you yeah. certainly go to a college campus but again it's finding the right area and then again going to a garage by all means fit two or three people but again if you reach beyond a certain limit you're gonna need that working space so there's definitely a demand there yeah um, no doubt about that yeah so so we work was actually looking to uh, go public um, so they put their they submitted their s1 which is their paperwork and all the information that they have to disclose in order to go public um, they released that over the summer and um, I think uh, at that time they were valued at about 47 billion dollars so pretty pretty huge valuation yeah um, yeah and like we were talking about earlier the valuations are pretty high right now this year 2019 and even 2018 was pretty high um, so that might that might have been a little overvalued uh, we haven't gotten into the quantitative parts of the s1 yet so um, that's just kind of something that we were thinking I think the if you if you recall that HCVT meeting we had with their valuation team he mm-hmm. the 47 billion you can't necessarily you know, uh, have a DCF or comps for a company like this who's burning through cash. So essentially, mm-hmm. it is that seed money that are the capital contribution line item. So they say from the, um, let's say, SoftBank and JP Morgan. Mm-hmm. So if JP Morgan and SoftBank had pumped in $47 billion to fund this company, that's essentially the valuation because there's no other way, no other way of actually really valuing it. Oh, yeah. He said it's what somebody else paid for. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd expect in return on. Yeah, it's the seed money. It's the actual yeah. seed money. And then, um, like Ray had mentioned, they had posted their S1, uh, their pre-IPO filing, and the public um, did not agree with their business model. 
nor um, the $47 billion valuation. I'm not sure if, it, if they had an actual target price, but I remember, um, or actually just a little bit ago, we were speaking of the mission statement. Maybe, Rafi, if you can pull that up. <laughs> um, hey, Jamie, can you fact check us on that? <laughs> Um, but it was yeah. it was pretty outlandish to say the least. We'll, we'll get that up in a bit. But it just shows the discrepancy between the private markets and the public markets. No, no doubt about that. Where forty seven billion dollars is what the private markets were expecting of it, yet the public markets were not having it. Um, I guess you would say they're more rational in that sense. So it eventually got the haircut down to what is it now? Eight billion? We just we just heard. I think so. I think it, it got cut several times, but at this point, I think it's eight now. Um, so, I mean. Yeah. Does, does, uh, does WeWork have any competitors? Any, any companies that do the similar? I wouldn't be able strategy? to tell you off the top of my no. head. I'm sure, I'm sure there are. I would say, uh, see, I have no evidence to back this up, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it'd even be difficult to build, make evaluation if you don't have any comps to compare it to. Yeah, different pri- companies. Private companies are tough, though. Uh, yeah, that's the case as well. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that it would be a good practice for a consulting agency, maybe, where if they come into an office space and say, "Hey, this is exactly what you need to do as far as layout in order to increase productivity, efficiency, mm-hmm. and then promote more of a collaborative environment." As I was mentioning with you guys, that's what Pixar did with Disney Animation mm-hmm. um, before Disney acquired Pixar. Um, they had come in there. Well, Disney had consulted with Pixar because Pixar was, had created Toy Story at the moment, a few others, maybe, um, I think, Ant and A Bug's Life. Um, and they had come to Pixar to sort of change their office layout. And when Pixar walked in, there's cubicles and whatnot, sort of the traditional look you would get from an office. And they sort of opened up the environment to create that collaborative effort. And that's essentially what WeWork was trying to promote. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking through their S one, um, they were extremely unprofitable, right? I mean, I think um, looking at it here, it says that they had uh, a one point six billion dollar net loss in twenty eighteen, and they only generated one point eight billion in revenue. So that that math right there, I mean, they're extremely unprofitable. They were losing cash fast, and uh, it. it made it a really difficult situation for them, which is, I think, why they wanted to go public to raise raise capital. Um, but um, recently, they actually were looking uh, at a bailout, right? Yeah. They, they yeah. weren't looking to go yeah. public anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the bailout is more so for SoftBank to try and get their money back mm-hmm. um, because, of, of course, they had taken over... Um, or they've taken over control through Adam Newman's shares. And of course, um, I think the big number that's been thrown around is the $1.7 billion uh, cash grab that this guy had eventually yeah. gotten. Golden parachute? Uh, the golden parachute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine, right? So SoftBank and JP Morgan were both investors in WeWork, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, through these tough times, SoftBank came in and... Uh, so, yeah, SoftBank was trying to push Adam Newman out, and of course mm-hmm. he held absolute control, which typically is based on the n- number of shares you own. Um, he owned, what, 20 to 1, I think, was the number that was thrown around? Those were, that was the voting shares, so mm-hmm. each share has a voting voting amount to it, mm-hmm. and his shares um, actually had 20 to 1 voting power. 
I mean, uh, who, so he he had so much control of the business. Yeah. Um, and I think SoftBank um, bought out a lot of his shares, um, so he doesn't have that much voting power anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, They're still keeping him on, though, right? For what was it, four years? Yeah, As so a consultant. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they're, right. pay, they're paying him a consulting fee of, of what seven hundred million or something like that. Something out. Oh, I think it was four four hundred million. Yeah, something. something I mean, these, I mean, these something numbers outrageous. are, are yeah. ballpark, so. But um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, he's getting so much cash. I mean, come on, can you imagine this company itself? WeWork, who subleases working spaces, CEO is walking away with one point seven billion. Yeah. That's crazy. What does that tell you about the that markets in general? And yeah. so they were saying that, um, like we're reading an article about it, and um, apparently Adam Newman took out um, a line of credit mm-hmm. oh, a yeah, couple yeah. years ago and bought multiple houses um, <laughs> with this line of credit for $500 million. And in this bailout, SoftBank is paying down his line of credit. So they're, they're paying for his homes. Five homes, just to be exact. And I, I think... I think most of that package, it would seem that it comes from the the control that he had from mm-hmm. the negotiating uh, leverage that he had, where yeah. he wasn't going to relinquish power so easily unless they did it on his terms. Because to pay off well, some outlandish debt, four hundred million, something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of says a lot as well. So, do you think he saw this coming, and he's sort of like? Hey, that's, that's what I'm saying. He, he, he walked away with $1.7 billion. I think he knew what he was doing. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't even think about that, all the power he had to leverage mm-hmm. SoftBank. And yeah, and that's that's probably why he used uh, lots of puffery in, in uh, I guess you would say, the S1. And, I mean, he made lots of outlandish claims as he wanted to live forever. He wanted to <laughs> be the yeah. president of the world. If you guys Is don't it? know Adam Newman, he's a pretty crazy CEO. Mm-hmm. Like, he does tequila shots at work. Yeah, private jets. Private jets. jets. Oh. He, he's, he's, one, he's, he's crazy. He's Are the cl- cliche party <laughs> animal. Uh, well, I, I actually saw a picture of him maybe a couple weeks back uh, when all this was going down where he's walking through New York City barefoot on the phone. Like, he... Is an eccentric guy. Let's just put it that way. The modern day Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. But, yeah. um, Rafi, do you have anything you want to chime in on? No, not a lot. I just been to one actually. <clears throat> it's an interesting space. You know, you have that like big open collaborative environment. Um, I went to go visit like the company Smile Direct Club, which recently I think they just had an IPO, but they had really? a little bit of a oh, little I bit of issue there Issues too with the because of like the California regulations or something like that they didn't really disclose um so that was another interesting ipo right there but it was interesting you have your own space i heard from one other person in my family that actually has a weworks office and so you have that collaborative workspace yeah you have like your own office or if you want to expand a little bit you know you can have that as well um it's interesting because before weworks there was probably like office spaces where you could probably just lease month to month or maybe like a few offices. If you're still growing your business, you're not sure if you want to like start leasing on a floor. So I thought it's a good concept. Uh, in the context of WeWorks, like it's interesting stuff. You know, this is something that had blown overboard, but it's something that will be studied and be looked at for a, to- a long time now. And uh, hey, we're learning from it. So yeah. it's a process. Absolutely. Yeah, so after all this happened, after the company went public and was valued at $47 billion, um, they were bailed out by SoftBank because they were extremely unprofitable. Um, they had a lot of issues that were going on internally, and um, 
after all of that, I believe the company's valuation now is around eight billion dollars. Yeah. So that that's just crazy. A lot of the a lot of the employees there lost a lot of value in their stock options. That's right. But so, I mean, a lot of companies are they have negative cash flows at the beginning, right? That's one of the reasons why they go public. But in this case, they, they were yeah they were way too much. Yeah. Because most startups start out, um they're yeah. negative at first and then they build off of it. Absolutely. Um, but it, it can be somewhat attributable to um, the cash burn rate over at Tesla. You know, mm-hmm. they're burning through tons of cash yet, of course, totally different business models. Yeah. And I sen- essentially, I think uh, the private markets are sort of pulling the plug on its investing. Whereas Tesla has maybe some chance. I'm not, I'm not going to speak on that. Maybe, maybe we can. Um, Tesla. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're a big fan. But, I do uh, like Tesla. But where some people do have faith, mm-hmm. um, whether it be in the model itself or whether it be in Elon Musk, where they can take out uh, significant amounts of debt. Like, as we always question, like, how do these companies survive as they're burning through so much cash, negative cash yield, negative net income for years and years, yet they're still going? Mm-hmm. Um, Peloton um, is actually, I, I, heard, I read an article about this, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, their earnings report came out. I think it was an earnings report, and um, they've been really, uh, not really, but they've been unprofitable, and the CEO uh, made a statement saying that they can be profitable if he wanted to, but that means that they would have to discontinue growth. A lot of their money is going into growth, and so it's kind of like, do the investors have to decide, do they want the company to be profitable, or do they want the company to grow? And that's something that they're facing right now. Um, pretty interesting. I would look into Peloton. They're, uh, they're a fitness company that sells ellipticals and cycling. Spin, yeah, like cycling. Spin, spin, yeah. spin bikes. Um, and they, you have them in your home. They're really nice product. Um, and then they have guided, what do you call them? Uh, training sessions, yeah. like coaches. Um, so it's you have live to pay a, too, right? I don't think it's live. I think it's recorded. Um, Are you sure? I'm not too positive, but I know you're going to, um, what's the subscription on that? I think the sub- subscription on that was 39 a month. I mean, you're paying 39 a month. If I would hope it's live, <laughs> you know, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So apparently they tailor it to, to your workout and it, it helps you get motivated. And, um, I guess one of the things that I heard about it is that they sell it, um, saying that it's $39 a month for the subscription. If you finance the, the bike, it's going to be. I don't know, $50 a month or something. It comes out to close to $100. Um, but they're saying that the entire family has access to this personal training uh, equipment that you can use. Um, so if a whole family goes to a gym, it's what, $40 per person? Um, four people, that's $160. You're essentially saving money. That's what, that's what I heard uh, the CEO mentioning. So, Yeah, I mean, it sort of makes sense depending on like um, customers need or customers preferences no doubt you know i like to go to the gym and uh, ride the spin bike for you know 10 miles let's say Mm -hmm. um but if a person likes to go to yeah i'm gonna throw that number out there (laughs) 15 20. (laughs) um but if a person likes to go to the gym and lift weights you know yeah necessarily what's stopping people from just buying supposedly a lot of them and just renting them out to everybody else that's a great point 
Like, um, what if I just buy 10 and I open up a gym? I think I might have to steal <laughs> that idea. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Said that over the public airways, man. Uh, um, I mean, for uh, like Jamie, a, can we take this out, please? <laughs> for like a spin class, let's say, let's say a spinning instructor would contact Peloton directly and saying, hey, I want, I need 10 bikes for, for this workspace. Mm. I'm sure Peloton would give you a discount considering it's a volume purchase. Um, but do you, do you know how expensive these bikes are? I have no clue, right? The bikes, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's find out. I think they're like four thousand dollars or three thousand. Yeah, they're up there, dude. Yeah, four thousand. I can yeah. just ride a bike. And but how, how many times have you heard of people buying these and it kind of just sits in their home as well? Oh, that's yeah. a big thing. My, yeah. uh, I'm sorry about this, mom, but <laughs> my mom bought like two or three um, exercise. <laughs> And they're just sitting there. We also we also she, have one yeah. sitting in the in the garage. She's just not gathering alone. dust. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. For sure. But what was a really interesting fact is that their their um, users are actually coming back more, um, like the second year round. So their churn rate is is high, and it's it's it was actually interesting to hear because in, in something like that you would think the first year they would be motivated, super motivated, <coughs> and then. Maybe a year later, it kind of dies down, and they wouldn't be using the product as much. But their their customers are coming back and using it even more the second year. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So so with this thirty nine dollars subscription, do do I get someone like messaging me like, hey, it's a. I'm not I'm not sure how it works exactly, yeah. um, but I I know that it's it's meant to motivate you to come back and work. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it, you could you could also, like Ray was mentioning, you could also buy it at one point in your life, maybe not have time, maybe a little less motivation than another time, but a year from now, you could be hitting it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, de- certainly depends on where you're at. Um, but I, re- I really can't speak any more on, on yeah. Peloton itself. <laughs> Peloton. That's, that's everything we know on Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. Um, uh, I mean, great... T- Next topic. <laughs> Great timing, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, what are they, Rafi? Let's just cut that whole Peloton section out. <laughs> what What are they trading I'm at right kidding. now? Peloton. Peloton. I'm yeah. sure. Let's find out. Great question. Twenty two dollars and sixty three cents. And I think they went um, they went public at twenty five. Okay, not not bad. What does it? Do you have a day range there for when for when it was issued? Yes, did, I do. Did it pop Push or max. something? So, September, oh, September 27th. Was that right? It's a Friday. I don't know if that's accurate. And did it go from uh, 25 to? It dipped. 25, and I think the highest was 25. <laughs> 25. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lots of other things to consider. Like, mm-hmm. we, of course, need to do more research, but I think the financial statements are going to tell us a lot because the subscriptions are essentially unearned revenue. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, people are not buying these $4,000 cash or one-time fees, so they're on some sort of installment plan where, yeah. again, they're expected to receive the cash yet haven't received it. So mm-hmm. again, the financial statements will tell us a lot not to get too quantitative <laughs> as I was warned by the president of SFA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just some thoughts to throw your way. Wait, yep. so when you buy a Peloton bike, do you, can you get it financed like a, like an Apple phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think I mean, it's interest free for three years or something like that. So it's it's a pretty it's pretty reasonable. I think it comes out to like forty or fifty dollars per month yeah. for that. And yeah. plus the subscription, right? Mm-hmm. Subscription, the subscription is additional. 
Okay. Um, Forty dollars per month. Also, oh, that's that's where you got the hundred dollars yeah. from. Okay. So combining both of those, it'd be almost a hundred dollars. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. Um, next topic. What are we talking about? Streaming services. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I All definitely right. want to hit that a little bit. All right. Uh, I'm a little mad about ESPN and how they dividing oh. <laughs> that ESPN Plus. Okay, I bought I bought the fight. All right, there was a what fight. The the Jorge Masvidal versus uh, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz, oh. which is which was supposed to be a great fight. Now I go to buy the fight. I, I told Kieran this earlier, and I'm like, yeah, cool. I bought the I bought the fight. I want to see the prelims because usually there are other fighters mm-hmm. that go before them. Turns out you have to buy the prelims separate from the main event. What? Yeah. And did you yeah. know? Oh, um, hey, do you guys remember pay per view? This is the thing. Yeah. We, we him and I were discussing this where. Pay per view now is pat is partnering or whatever they have, uh, whatever arrangement they have yeah. with ESPN Plus. Where if you oh. want to get the actual fight, you have to pay for like an annual plan with ESPN Plus. Yeah, it's like a I think it's twelve bucks. It's, it's uh, not it's, bad, but I mean it's still one hundred and forty four over a year. Yeah, exactly. And then they cut it down to seventy nine ninety nine, assuming people are going to want the fight that night. So it's eighty dollars, and then that's that's the pay per view now. What? Yeah. It's, it's so, nuts. So you're saying you have to pay for like this monthly subscription with ESPN or this annual subscription. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, you have to pay for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. What? I got ripped off if I did that then. Oh, he got ripped off because I watched prelims for free on TV. <laughs> 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 but I know the zone, the D-A-Z-N. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. Yeah. That one is you pay a month and you get all the fights. Supposedly. I watched the Canelo fight, which was a great fight. I really wish uh, before I had found that out, I really wish like what sort of plans they had before that night because I'm sure I would assume they're different like where you can just do a trial period let's yeah say. so my friend did that mm-hmm. and they'll give you the option yeah and you could just say no yeah exactly well I mean of course you put your credit card in and whatnot yeah. do the trial period and I thought that was the case but unfortunately not this this time uh, that night of the fight it yeah. was they had changed it yeah so where, if you want to watch a fight you have to buy the prelims separate from the main event which, which is not good. What would you say? Which is kind of what we were discussing where now everything is going to become subscription based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything. I mean, what do we have? We have uh, Hulu, we have Netflix, we have Amazon Amazon Prime Video, Mm -hmm. Um, Disney Plus is coming out soon. Um, What else? Like different channels have their their specific uh, apps now. Mm -hmm. But you have to log, this was another thing, like you have to log in through your provider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you still need the cable? Why? Well, yeah, you pay for the cable service, and with that cable service, whatever your online uh, mm-hmm. like username and password is, you use that to log into the apps. But if you don't, ha- but if it's not in your package, you can pay extra for it, right? I think so. I think some TV channels you have to pay extra for, some you don't. I think you're saying the local channels you don't. I don't. I would assume. I hope not. Yeah. I go through Directv, and um, yeah, they're they're mostly free. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people can just sort of cancel the TV, cancel cable. And just go to their main ones because that was the big issue with uh, cable, I think. Right? Like they I'm can. Pay- so what? What do you pay for cable? Like sixty? I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how much cable is. I think so it's like sixty or eighty bucks. I I pay for the cable in my house because my mom likes the novellas. <laughs> um, Those are great. They are great. Uh, so yeah, it's like sixty bucks. Um, you, and they do throw in a couple of discounts if you're, for example, we, so we have Directv, mm-hmm. and if your phone is AT and T, they'll give you a little discount and throw in like HBO. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's around 60. And so like 
what you get a hundred hundreds of channels with that. Yeah, but I don't watch any of them. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. true. Yeah, so that's it depends on how much you watch because I think these apps you can get them for like five bucks a month or four bucks a month. Yeah. Um. So it'll add up if you start watching all these different channels. De- depending on if these um if these networks even have the technology to do that, where like CBS, yeah, you could you could probably do that separately. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC, sure, maybe the maybe the larger networks. Mm-hmm. But CW, I, I'm not sure if you'd be able to <laughs> get that on its own. Um, yeah, no, they have a CW app. Oh, they do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I okay. use that to watch The Flash. Oh, um, yeah, The Flash, baby. But, uh, again, like, I would, not all of them, I guess you would say, yeah. would have the technology to really have those apps. And it's interesting because I think we were reading earlier that you have to, like, Amazon TV has to license Disney+. Plus, So they don't have everything on Amazon Fire Stick or... Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Fire Stick. Um, they don't have everything on there. They have to get it licensed. Um, so Disney Plus recently made a deal with Amazon mm-hmm. to be on the Fire Stick, right? Yeah. yeah. It just happened like a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's coming to. Uh, everything is going to be become subscription based, and of course. Um, content is going to be extremely valuable now where the licensing fees are essentially is what's going to be generating the revenue based on those content like like you're talking about like reruns or no just for you to have the right to show what i created oh like the mandalorian on disney plus that's disney's ownership um so what i wonder is do do these like netflix and these tv shows actually scratch that I just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I just figured it out yeah I just figured it out in my head it wasn't going to make any sense so scratch that my bad <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's crazy that's for sure but as far as competition who do you think is going to prevail that's the thing too like mm-hmm. maybe you were saying like maybe the companies don't have the, the technology for it hey if you don't have it you acquire it no, or you're out. You're out, oh, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're done. So mm-hmm. somebody else is going to buy you out. But you still have the content, so you could sell your content you to have. somebody that can provide it, I would think. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Then you do have the leverage, I guess. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it's just kind of business but decisions. You ha- you want to get the technology, though, right? Uh, it's my assumption that you, you uh, wouldn't want to stay behind. Business 497. I don't think you'd want to build it internally, <laughs> okay. but I think you'd want to acquire it. 497, actually. What did I say? 91. Oh. And the thing with a lot of these streaming services is they're starting to become their own production companies. Mm-hmm. So Netflix originally started out licensing a lot of TV shows and bringing oh, them onto Netflix. True. Now they have a lot of their own TV shows, and that's what they're relying on because they're losing a lot of these other TV shows that are starting to become their own streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. But- I mean, as we probably all know, we heard that The Office is not going to be on Netflix anymore. <laughs> Who's, who's going to use Netflix now? you got you got to start your own shows, and they're actually pretty good. Um, I was actually surprised by YouTube's YouTube Premium. They, they also have their own um, TV shows, their own production company. They do? Yeah. And it was actually, I've watched two shows what on there. Um, one was Wayne, and then the other one was Impulse, and they're both actually pretty good. I was surprised. Really? But uh, I think that's what a lot of these streaming services are turning into is their own production companies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go for it, Rafi. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, it's interesting. One other thing that Netflix just did was uh, release Irishman, and they Mm -hmm. did that in theaters. 
Oh. And so, like, an actual movie theaters, and then they're going to release it on Netflix another month later. Irishman's has... Um, Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese, directed by Scorsese with De Niro, uh, Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci, right? Yeah, and is, is, um, is uh, Leo in there? I'm not too sure. Oh, I don't know. But, you know, some pretty heavy hitters in there. Uh, but it's interesting that they took that, that route of going the traditional movie route and then using their platform to release another month later. I thought that was interesting. So um, multiple different avenues, it seems like, they're going to be going on. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you guys think the future of uh, streaming is going to look like? you think there's going to be a whole bunch of streaming services out there? you think there's going to be a couple that are just dominating the market? And I think at, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to have to pay more than cable because I want to I want to watch all these channels. And then it's like, well, should I go back to cable? Because I, cause I just want to watch these channels. Well, it's five bucks, right? Five bucks, 12, that's 12 shows that I can watch. Maybe I want to watch it <laughs> somewhere else. Maybe I'd rather go back to cable and watch my 100 channels but only watch 13 shows. You know, it's like, it depends. Yeah, it's going to be like, what's worth it to you, really? Yeah. It's like, is it The Office that's going to be worth it to you? Is it this movie that's going to be worth it to you? Is it going to be... Uh, this certain actor, like, which is that what Apple's doing, like taking Reese Witherspoon and uh, Steve Carell and like doing their own content with that, know. you know. So that was their approach. You know, everyone's going to chase maybe that actor, that that TV show. Obviously, everyone wants to watch The Office. So <laughs> this segmentation is going to be pretty pretty significant going forward. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, there's going to be probably fools like you and me that is going to be <laughs> uh, going after each subscription and just forking out a lot of money for. Having a, a lot of accessibility, but I'll just use your account. It's okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Until they crack down on it, we'll see. But um, yeah, that's another thing too. Like, if Kieran has one, mm-hmm. he could just share his account with everybody, right? Or is there a limit until like you can't log in at the same time? Like check. Nope, yeah. that's what I do. Um, Netflix, I know they have. I think they'll understand how many uh, streamers are online. Where if there's three within the house, I think they'll only have two allow you to have to I don't know they have some sort of um, yeah, they have a limit to how yeah. many people can watch at the same time but I give my um, HBO go out to everyone I like <laughs> probably like so Dude, full yeah. disclosure like HBO eight people yeah, but <laughs> HBO did you hear that succession is a lot better than billions here's Kier- oh. your HBO <laughs> plug <laughs> succession um, I don't know too much about it yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll see. Personally, I don't think uh, Netflix shows are the greatest, but you know me. Um, but definitely, uh, Rafi, like you were saying, The Irishman is something to look forward to. Their movies have been getting better. Um, that's really interesting. I had I had no idea they're coming out in theaters. That's that's cool. They um, they had that award for um, what was it Roma as well. So they got a lot of uh, I think it was Oscar buzz over that, um, where an actual Netflix movie won an Oscar. Huh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Any Rafi, can you pull that up? Louis, <laughs> <laughs> no. it's, it's che- Jamie. Louis, check that out. Uh, Jamie, can you get that? Yeah, I got it. Are, are we cutting it? Is that it? Is that our time? Know. Is that it? Is that? Do you have anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, My feelings. I don't know. Um, I don't really. The Fed's just cut rates again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, it's going to be an interesting couple of years once we're just starting our uh, careers. They they say they're going to stop right there, though, right? Yeah, Supposedly. because they, they have to. They have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it at right now? Do you know? 
Um, I think it's the the range right now is one point seven five to two, or maybe oh, one point five so to low. one point seven five. One point five. Prime to rate. One point seven five. Federal funds rate. Oh, sorry. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because I don't think they needed to, but I I might have to fact check me on this. Where I think they quarter. started to see, huh? It's two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Um, right now, okay, okay. I think consumer spending came in pretty light. Um, PMIs have our or the investment component. Uh, blah 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 blah. It's blah. also you the jobs, right? It's also the jobs because suppose because GM went out. They were out for how long? Like 40, 30 days. Uh-huh. And they said the jobs report came out really strong. Yeah. But that's including the GMs that they were out of work for like two, three weeks. Exactly. Had they stayed in, in like, uh, had they not gone on the strike, it would have been like a record year. Oh, like, okay. Sorry, like a record month. Again, okay. So yeah, it's another thing. All I'm saying is it's it's going to be an interesting, I don't, I mean, people are speculating as to when the recession is going to happen. I think 2020 is too soon. I thought the recession was going to happen like three years ago. Yeah. I took all my money out of, out, of, <laughs> out of my account, and I was like, I'm preparing. Here right. we go. Liquid- I'm going to buy some uh, precious metals. Right. <laughs> Li- liquidated the Robin Hood account and bought silver. <laughs> hoarded, yep. hoarded physical silver. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. But, no, I think we could cut it. It's All right. It's been a pleasure. Well, yeah. wrap it up. What do we talk about? WeWork. Yep. Talked about Peloton. their bailout. Oh, yeah. We were bailout. Uh, we talked about Peloton, and uh, that was kind of a little off topic. But streaming services, streaming services, and yeah, a little bit of the uh, Fed rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, what else? but overall, I think that was a pretty good uh, first podcast for us. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we uh, hopefully we get another invite from Rafi. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. All everyone. right. Thanks, you guys. Thank you, guys.